0: Good to see each and every uh, one of you here today. And um, just an honor and a privilege to be sharing this stage with this fellow. Who are you again? I I forget.
1: Uh, Good morning. My name is Vern Collins. I'm also uh, one of the pastors here on staff. Oh, good to meet you. Hey. I've heard good things about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You you too. You you, you too. Uh, I don't know that it was a great idea that they gave both of us a microphone. Um, No. (laughs) I told somebody earlier that the problem is not do we have enough to say, it's can we say what we need to in the amount of time that they've given us. So.
0: Well, I hear the barbecue will last on at least another keeps, hour or two. No, yeah, stripes. we'll keep. Yeah, even that vegan stuff, you know, which is called air, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep, <laughs> keep as, 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 as well. So anyways, <laughs> good to see everyone here today. Uh, Vern, uh, lead us in prayer as we proclaim the word, and then okay. we'll read Scripture together. Let's pray.
1: God, thank you for the gift of this good day. We're so thankful for the gathered uh, body that is your church, and we know that we have brothers and sisters all over the world gathering um, on this day. We thank you specifically for this church, Um, Lord, that you have called us to this community to be uh, your hands and your feet, to be a light for you. And we pray that as we open your word, that it would be, as it says of itself, living and active, God, that you would use your word to penetrate us to the deepest parts of who we are, that we would not leave this place unchanged. We ask these things... In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, for our good and for your glory, and ultimately for the benefit of this hurting world around us. Amen.
0: Amen. I understand you've got to wear these things when you read the Bible now, Vern. You know, it shows that, yeah. Yeah, they're in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I've had to wear them for a while. They keep getting stronger as they go on, you know. (laughs) But we're going to unpack for the body for a long time. Really, uh, these verses that conclude Matthew's gospel uh, oftentimes called the Great Commission. And I'm going to talk about that commission here in just a moment. But we hope to be a church that makes disciples, that makes disciples. I mean, when when I came here a year ago, that's what you said you wanted to become. And, uh, you yeah, know, we had this uh, plan in mind to have uh, Jeff leading us in, in that. And, you know, God led him in a different direction, and therefore God has a plan for us who are going to be continuing to lead you, and and one of the things that Vern is uh, taking on himself is uh, he's going to be uh, working with a great team of people to help us in discipleship ministries, and we're going to talk some about that today and and throughout our, our series together. Here now the word of the Lord is found in the good news according to Matthew. Now, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember... I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I'm excited that we're going to take... Is it eight weeks? I forget. We're going to be in, in this text a long time. I'm excited by it and because it has so much for us as a church as we seek to make disciples uh, of Jesus Christ. You know, there's so much there uh, that we could talk about today. And of course, in the hour and a half that we have, we can get a lot yeah. of that done, right? Uh, but, you know, it talks about going out into all the world. It talks about making disciples. It's talking about worship. You know, it it's so much is there uh, for us. And uh, this word discipleship, as, as I've, I've been studying uh, that word uh, preparing for this, uh, something came across this week that really hit home. Uh, discipleship is choices. Discipleship is choices about what we choose to do and what we choose to be. Each and every day we have hundreds and hundreds of choices. And do they reflect that we are a follower of Jesus Christ? And just want to remind you, you have a choice next Saturday to show that Oh, well, you're a follower of Christ by being a part of the Great Dave service. You can use the QR code on the back to sign up, or you could go to the website to show that we're loving this community, inviting all to discover life in Christ. And you may not be a Christ follower, those who are tuning in online, or, or you know, some of you just heard about the barbecue and are here this morning. Well, that's a, what a good way to try on uh, being a follower of Jesus as we go out and serve in the name of Christ in love. So... Try it on and, and see what, what it's like, maybe. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about all that. Vern, what about you in, as we look at this series?
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing that excites me about it, one, is the length of it. I, I, I like to take a long time in, in a given book or in a passage and really unpack it and try to understand it. And I don't mean a long time every Sunday morning. I mean uh, a long yeah, time you do. over several yeah, weeks. <laughs> um, I have a bit of a reputation of being uh, long-winded and... Um, I blame that on the Holy Spirit that came in like a rushing wind. Uh, so that's fine. Take it up with the Lord. Uh, the, thing, the thing that excites me uh, about this is that I, I was really fortunate when I was a student. Um, I, I ended up at a church where um, I, I was able to develop a relationship with the pastor at that church and, and was discipled by that pastor, myself and, and several other um, knuckleheads that were trying to follow Jesus. And and the thing that was so compelling about the way that he discipled us and was a reflection of Jesus is how simple he made it look. Mm. Um, it, it just seemed like breathing to him and and, and that and I, I grew up in the church but but for me, watching um, this man Carl uh follow Jesus was um, it was just so simplistic, and it was in the way that he loved us, it was in the way that he spent time with us, but then it was also in the way that he that he evangelized. And I know that that word tends to carry a negative connotation, but for him it was meeting people where they were and and learning something about them and then introducing Jesus um, into the equation. And so our hope over the next several weeks is to take this thing that seems like we know it should be a part of our our walk with the Lord. We know that we should be faithful disciples and maybe help to boil it down in a way that's simple because that was the model that Jesus used. He simply invited people to follow him. Um, to be obedient to the things that he was teaching, to watch what he did, to observe, and then to participate uh, in it with him. And, and to know that it's not up to us to change anybody's life. It's up to the work of the Holy Spirit mm. through us. And uh, I think for me that there's, there's the excitement. Um, can we really maybe have, a, have fresh eyes on what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to be a disciple, but then also to make disciples?
0: Awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's so simple, but yet yeah, we make it so complicated, mm-hmm. don't we? Yeah, the text is labeled the Great Commission. Maybe if you had your Bible with you, it says the Great Commission in there. And, you know, if you go out into the world and ask somebody, what's a Great Commission? They're going to say 30%, right? You know, that that, that, that 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 I mean, what a Great Commission I got on that sale. You know, 30%. Because they, they don't get this word commission nowadays, do they? I mean, it, it's something that we don't often use. But when I started thinking about commission and, and unpacking that, well... This is my commission. Wayne, you know what this is. It's a commission given to me as a second lieutenant in the United States Air Force. And on a hot day in, in Montgomery, Alabama, I was graduating, had a robe on, and over it uh, or under it was my uniform. And as soon as I uh, left the state and got my diploma, I ran to the back and took my robe off and put on my, my dress blues and had my hat on and ran down front and my dad and my ROTC commandant uh, gave me the oath of office. As an officer in the United States Air Force. And, and then after that was done, my fiance, now my wife, and my mom put uh, the bars on my shoulders, signifying the fact that I had this commission given to me by an authority. For that's the definition of a commission it is given authority by someone in authority. And on this thing, it says at the top of it, the saying, my commission, it says, the President of the United States. Doesn't say what president. It, it's the the president, because I am under I was under the authority of the commandant or the chief of the armed forces, which is the president, and they are signed at the bottom by Vern or the secretary of the Air Force and by Lieutenant uh, General Joanne Cassidy, and also a letter given me to me by the Commandant of uh, Reserve Officer Training Corps. Um, I was given authority to perform duties given to me. Examined, as it said here, for my valor, which I don't know if I had a lot of, my valor, my fidelity, my ability, my patriotism. And I was given authority by those in authority. And it had a neat word in it, tended for an indefinite period of time, meaning that my commission lasted as long as I served. Well, that's what Jesus is doing in this text. I mean, talk about one in authority. Wow! Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a man that made everything, right? And he is giving to these disciples despite who they are. I mean, fishermen, a tax collector, a rebel. Despite who they are, he is giving them authority because he believes in them. And he says to them, Go out into all the world. And those of us who are followers of this Jesus, who are recipients of the fidelity of these first disciples, these first ones who are commissioned, receiving the authority uh, from Jesus, guess what? You're commissioned too. You have maybe not something this big, but when you said, I do to Jesus, guess what you're saying? I do to this authority that he imparts into your life. Indefinitely, it never ends. Doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. This authority extends to eternity. And our roles never, ever end. In fact, when we look in Matthew's gospel earlier, he, he's, he tells those who uh, did his will, entered into the joy of my master. You've been faithful over little, you're going to be faithful over much. That means that for eternity, we're under this authority to, to serve, to do. Because we have been given this great commission to share with others this wonderful news that they're loved and to make a difference in this world. And as we do this, we join in the great mission that God established from the very beginning of time to show and demonstrate love into the world. It's amazing how many people in the military, once they leave, they say, You know, when I was in the service, I was. One of the best times of my life, maybe my best time, because there I felt like I was part of something bigger than myself. Mm. I had a purpose greater than myself. Well, guess what? We who have said I do to Jesus, we're part of this greatest purpose there ever was, to transform the world. As we make disciples, this one who loves you and me so much. died for us so you're commissioned I'm commissioned by one who has the authority of all the universe Jesus Christ I look forward to our time together as we unpack what that means in this and time right Vern
1: yeah um I I think that's the question that we're going to wrestle with over the next several weeks is what is the authority in your life Mm. um you know, to be a disciple simply means to be a learner. And and I think even just understanding discipleship in that way helps us to to see it as a process. It's not that we we will cross a finish line and say, Now I am a fully formed disciple. The understanding is that we are fully formed as disciples when we are standing or kneeling before the Lord's throne, when it's all said and done, when our time here is, is finished. But we are in that process of becoming a disciple. And if being a disciple means being a learner, means we're being apprenticed, then the thing that we have to wrestle with is who or what are you being discipled by? Because Amen. all of us, if we are all learners, then we are learners of something or someone. We are allowing something or someone to apprentice us. And, and that, that's part of what we want to do. There's a book that I've been reading called The Great Omission by Dallas Willard. And and it's really an opportunity to hold the mirror up to to myself and to hold the mirror up to us as the church and ask the question are we are we omitting this thing that Jesus asked us to do that he commanded his disciples to do? What's discipling you or who is discipling you? Is it your favorite news source? Is it the latest TikTok trend? Listen, I'm not going to lie, I saw a series of videos yesterday yesterday in which people are running down the road in the dark of night carrying random items to the sound of Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, and it's hilarious. One man was running down the road carrying a goat (laughs) in the dark to Ring of Fire. No context whatsoever. Is that... Are those the kind of things that are discipling you and informing the decisions? How long that did you, you stay made? on this video, Vern? I just got. I just got. I just got. I just, just got. Purely that. research.
0: <laughs> <laughs> purely
1: research. Is it the opinions of others that are discipling you and helping shape your understanding of who you are? Is it this world that promises? maximum return with minimum investment. Hmm. There's so many things that are vying to be authorities in, in our lives, but Scripture is clear. There is, there is only one who is worthy of that title, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and his Amen. name is Jesus. Amen. And his invitation to discipleship is just that. It's an invitation. Yes, he is unapologetic in the things that he asks of us as disciples, but... His invitation is always rooted in His love that we experience the fullness of life that He, he promises in John 10.10. 10, I came that they may have life and, and have it to the full. And I want to read a quote from, from Dallas Willard. He says, sadly, many who consider themselves followers of Jesus live lives that look very little like the Savior they claim to follow. He says, the New Testament literature, which must be allowed to define Our terms, if we are ever to get our bearings on the way with Christ, makes this clear. In that context, disciples of Jesus are people who do not just profess certain views as their own, but apply their growing understanding of life in the kingdom of the heavens to every aspect of their life on earth. In contrast, the governing assumption today among professing Christians is that we can be Christians forever and never become disciples. That's challenging. Are we playing at being followers of Christ? Or are we truly being followers of Christ? In sixth grade, I went through a phase. I think a lot of us go through phases in middle school. Uh, where I consider myself a skater. <laughs> I know. And so I wore the clothes, I had the board, my dad made me get a helmet, and in fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure as I look back at pictures, it was a baseball helmet. <laughs> I mean, it like complete with the ear, you know, coverings, I don't know that I ever would have needed that on a skateboard, but I think that it, he knew that out of shame, I wouldn't, like I would just give up. I looked, I, I looked the part, but, but the, my friends who, who knew me used this, this word, is the dreaded P word when you're trying to be something, that was what? You're a poser. You're pretending to be something that you're not. Part of our hope in this series is to hold the mirror up to ourselves and and, and maybe invite some people in our lives that we trust to, to say, weigh in and say, hey, you're, you're posing. You're pretending to be a Jesus follower, but here are some areas in your life where maybe you're not really following Jesus. And, and the beauty of the invitation is that Because of our brokenness and because of our need for something greater than ourselves, the the playing field is level. Jesus, in His love and His grace, meets us where we are, just like He did the disciples. The reason that those men were doing the things that they were doing, collecting taxes, fishing with their fathers, is because they were told it some way along, uh, somewhere along the way in the religious upbringing, that they just didn't have. What it took to be the disciple of a rabbi. They would better serve the Lord by going and and honoring their family by being a part of the family business. And yet here comes this rabbi to those who were told that they just don't quite cut it and invited them to be a part of changing the world. So our our hope and our prayer over the, the next several weeks is that we come to a deeper understanding of what it means to be a disciple and see that it is the greatest adventure that we could ever embark on. And that there are others who are desperate to be invited to be a part of something larger than themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah, the hope is that we're going to move beyond a cultural Christianity which is posing. Uh, in the Gulf Coast of Florida, it was, worst word is tourists, but we won't get into that. Uh, yeah, that we're posing as Christians, that we're trying this on, but we're not actually living it. It's scary when you surrender yourself to something that's greater than yourself. You know, it's scary sometimes that, to follow along the orders of those above me in the service, but it makes all the difference in the world. And so, it's our hope during this time that we'll see what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And we all, me chief among them, need to look in that mirror and say, where am I falling short? of falling short. So, y'all, let's buckle up and live the life that Jesus wants for you. Let's pray. We come before you, Father, confessing that oftentimes the words of your Son are not the words that we follow. His life is not the life that we choose to live. Oh, we dabble at Christianity. We tip our hat to The words that we read in scripture and say you know those are too hard for me or I can't can't ever achieve that and Lord we don't work in our own life though we don't work in our own strength we rely on the strength that's imparted to us by the power of the Holy Spirit sent by this Jesus who has given to all who say I'm his follower authority to do great things Sometimes those great things seem so small, like pulling weeds in a garden or cooking meals for those who are homeless. Sometimes, they're, in the world's eyes, what difference does it make? But it is impacting on life for the good news of the gospel. And what authority that is given to us by the kindness that we show every day. The so Lord, help us not to be afraid as we move forward, to ask the hard questions of ourselves and as a church see where we need to do better and as we seek after that way that leads to life eternal you will give us the strength as we open ourselves up to the great commission to go and make disciples that will change the world may that begin in, in each heart that's gathered here in this place and with us online so that this church will change this community change the state, and yes, Father, maybe even dare to change this world that is so broken and so fractured and needs healing. We know that healing can only come through Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, amen.